Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sleep Cues. Today we're going to talk all things sound machines. We're going to talk about the controversy that sometimes surrounds sound machines, how helpful sound machines and white noise can be to your little one's sleep, and why. Why do I want to focus a whole episode on this? Because I get so many questions about it. Using a sound machine is a relatively new idea relative to, for example, our parents' generation, where there was definitely no such thing as using a sound machine to help your baby sleep better. And because it's a relatively new idea, the introduction of it has come along with a lot of questions, some studies, and just wondering, is this something we need? Is this a good thing? Is it something that is going to hinder our baby's sleep down the road? And those are the kinds of questions that I get about sound machines and about white noise. So let's clear some of that up today. First of all, when we talk about a sound machine, we're talking about a little device that offers you some various sounds that will drown out external noise or provide some comfort to your baby. A lot of sound machines that are meant for children will play various sounds from nursery rhymes to white noise to jungle noises. A lot of sound machines are also just meant for adults and will generally tend to focus on things like babbling brooks or again white noise or brown noise. So that's what we're talking about when we say sound machine but hey it's 2021 so you don't have to use a physical sound machine. A lot of parents will use an app on a device, a white noise app, and just play that for their little one or for themselves to get them some better sleep. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a machine. Some people are using a device like that to get some white noise going. But that's what we're talking about when we say a sound machine or using when I generally refer to white noise. So why would we use white noise? Where did the idea come from? What is the point? Long before we started promoting it for babies, a lot of adults would use some kind of sound to drown out external noises to help themselves sleep better. Many people sleep with a fan on, not to cool themselves, but actually just to drown out those external sounds. A lot of people will also use, like I said, an app on a phone or an actual sound machine to give themselves a way to drown out the sounds that can be disruptive to you when you are trying to fall asleep. Within the last 10 years or so, we've done a lot of talking about using sound machines for babies and children to help them sleep better. So let's talk a little bit more about that specifically, since this is a baby sleep podcast. I love a sound machine. So let me just start there. Let me also begin with, you don't have to use a sound machine for your child to learn to sleep well. Whether I promote it or another sleep consultant promotes it, whether we love it or not, you don't have to use one for your child to learn to sleep well. Of course, there are many babies, toddlers, and adults in this world who sleep just fine without those things. But many of us live on a busy street or have another child running around the house making noise during our baby's nap time or have a pet that's either barking at the doorbell or scratching at your baby's nursery room door while they're trying to nap, making noise, 
disrupting them. Some of us live in apartments or small homes where all of the rooms are really close to each other and we find it very disruptive to our baby's sleep that we are emptying the dishwasher in the kitchen right next to their room when they are trying to have a nap. So these are all reasons why many parents choose to use a sound machine. If you have a relatively quiet home, if you do not find that noise is an issue in your home, again, it is not essential that you use a sound machine for your baby's sleep, but many of those scenarios that I just advised on are scenarios where I would say it's not at all a bad idea to be using a sound machine and some white noise. Next, let's talk about the concerns that some parents have around using a sound machine. Previously, concerns had been that it's too loud, that you could potentially harm your child's hearing. So of course you want to do your research on it and only ever do things that you feel comfortable about and educated on. Generally, the accepted distance from the crib for a sound machine is five to 10 feet. And the accepted level that I use for my clients that I recommend is what's usually used in the NICU in hospitals, which is under 50 decibels. And then parents will say to me, that's great. How on earth do I measure what 50 decibels is? So to measure that, you can actually get a free decibel reading app on your phone. And then you just place your phone in your child's crib when they're not in there, of course, put your sound machine five or 10 feet away from the crib where it should be and measure what 50 decibels sounds like. Make sure you're not talking or the window's not open with a whole bunch of other noise coming in because that's going to affect your decibel reading. But that's how you're going to measure what 50 decibels or less sounds like. You can also just kind of say, okay, it's like a medium shower or kind of a funny example that I use, but that people are usually able to relate to. If you've ever been in a bathtub and dunked your head under the water and turned and the tap has been turned on next to you, that sort of rumbling sound that you hear, or if you're in the shower and you're directly under a fairly you know, sort of medium to heavy shower and you've got that sort of rumbling sound, that's kind of the level that we would be talking about, like a medium shower. But most of us are able to get a decibel reading app on our phone for free. So that is another pretty easy way to measure what under 50 decibels is. So those are the big two recommendations if you are going to use white noise about where to put it so it's not right up next to your baby's ear, potentially causing any kind of damage to your child's hearing. It's five or 10 feet away from the crib. It is on sort of a medium shower kind of setting or under 50 decibels. And that is there to sort of address those concerns that might exist about it being too loud or potentially harming your child's hearing. Once again, you can always speak to your doctor about their recommendations and opinions and research around this kind of thing. But in general, those have been the recommendations that have come out to make sure that it's not too loud, but it can still be there drowning out those external sounds when your baby is trying to sleep. The next big concern that I hear about from parents when we talk about white noise and this is usually the bigger concern is that parents wonder if their child is going to become what they call addicted to it or dependent on it and is never going to be able to sleep anywhere without that white noise. And that might be a, legit, a legitimate concern that that parent has. Very often it's something that a well-meaning friend or relative or grandparent has said to them, why are you using that? Don't you think your baby's going to become dependent on it? They'll never be able to sleep anywhere without it. It's really not the case. All right, quick pause, because what is more important to talk about when it comes to sleep than what we actually sleep on? I want to tell you about my very favorite mattress brand, Obison. Whether we're talking mom and dad, kiddo, or baby, Obison is my go-to for comfort when it comes to your family's sleep surface. You wouldn't want your family to sleep on anything less than the very best. 
and that starts with the best materials in the world. Obison's mattresses are handcrafted in Canada, and their materials are organic, ethically sourced, and chemical-free. Babies' body temperatures tend to fluctuate while they sleep. Obison's mattresses are breathable and moisture-wicking to help regulate baby's temperature levels throughout the night. And comfort knows no age, so Obison's organic 6-inch mattress for kids also features evolving support as your children grow and grow and grow. And when it comes to custom sleep, Obison is all in. That's why in addition to mattresses, they also offer you five distinct pillows with unique designs and different fillings that serve every sleeping style and meet both your toddler's needs and your own as grown-ups. We want you sleeping great. Use code HAPPYSLEEPADDLE at checkout to get $80 off a queen-sized shredded rubber pillow for mom or dad. Head to obison.com and obison.ca and get great sleep started. So a couple of things about that. First of all, we all sleep better. Babies, toddlers, preschoolers, adults, we all sleep better when we sleep in a sleep-conducive environment. And a sleep-conducive environment is one that is quiet. We always, of course, are going to sleep better when big, sharp external sounds are not disrupting our sleep. So white noise helps with that. So it's not just for babies. And some parents will ask me, when do I need to wean my baby off of white noise? And I'll say, you know, I'm in my 30s and I still use white noise. I never weaned off of it. I actually introduced it into my sleep schedule when I was, say, in my 20s. So you never have to get rid of it because we all sleep better when it's quiet, when there aren't those big disruptive sounds. So you could just keep it forever in every sleep situation that your child is in if you're able to. And that's okay. Or you could consider weaning them off of it down the road when they're not napping anymore and they're going to bed a little bit later when they're a little older so there isn't as much noise going on in the house when your child is going down. But in answer to the question, is my child going to become dependent on this and never be able to sleep without it? I would say no. And I have personal experience with it and experience with many clients with it. My own little girl is nine. She has always slept with a sound machine at home. When she was younger, we found it was much easier living on a busy, loud street to use white noise to drown out those big sounds. But she's older now, and if she goes to, say, her grandma's house, and we've forgotten to take the sound machine for a sleepover there, or to her aunt and uncle's house, and they don't have one there, she can still sleep. She really can. Same with me. I use a sound machine, as I said, for white noise each night. But if I go somewhere and I don't have it, I can still sleep. But here's the thing, we're all going to sleep better when the sounds are drowned out, when those big external sharp noises are not disturbing our sleep. So can we sleep without the white noise, even if it's what we're used to? Yes. Will we always sleep better when we do have noise drowning out all those big external sounds? Yes. So again, with the example of my little girl, if she is at home in her normal sleep environment that's nice and dark and nice and quiet, there are a whole bunch of birds chirping outside of our house at 5.45 a.m., She probably doesn't hear them because the white noise does a decent job of drowning those out. And she'll just continue to sleep until her normal sort of wake up time, which is closer to 7 a.m. If she is at her grandma's house and we have forgotten the sound machine and there are birds chirping like mad outside of her room at 5.45 a.m., she is much more likely to wake up. And since she goes to bed around 8.30 at this age, she has had a lot of sleep by 5.45. She normally sleeps a little later than that until closer to 7, but she's had a lot of sleep by 5.45 The birds are chirping, they've woken her up, she's done, just like an adult might be. If I wake up at 5.45 and the birds are chirping and have woken me up, I'm probably going to have a tough time getting back to sleep at that point. It's pretty 
laid into, you know, my night's sleep and there's less sleep pressure left because I've had a bunch of sleep at that point. I may toss and turn. I may get back to sleep, but I might just be woken up for the day at that point, thanks to those birds, because I didn't have my white noise on and they woke me up. So that's the point is that my daughter can still go to someone else's house and sleep there without white noise and get a decent night of sleep, but it's likely that she will be woken up earlier by something because in those later stages of the morning between about 4 and 6 a.m., we are all in a lighter stage of sleep and things like white noise help us to get through that lighter stage of sleep if there are any odd noises or disruptions. So bottom line, they will sleep better when they have it, but they will still sleep without it if you forget it or can't take it with you. And the other thing to keep in mind is that there are so many ways to create white noise now. Like I said, I mean, you can take your sound machine with you when you go to someone else's house to stay over with your baby. You can take a portable sound machine that's even smaller than a regular sound machine. If you forget both of those and you have a device, you could use an app on your phone to create white noise. So there's really not any reason to not use it when you are other places, because even if you have forgotten it, you know, even if you've forgotten your machine, you could take your phone along with you. So I really promote using it whenever you can, especially when you are in different places, because that's the time when your child is kind of like, hmm, this is different. This isn't my normal sleep environment. This feels a little weird. There are some noises I'm not used to. This is a little harder to get to sleep. The white noise will help them feel more comfortable and familiar and drown out maybe some of those external sounds that they're not used to at their own home and make them feel comfier and help them more easily fall asleep and stay asleep. So I do like white noise for that. That's where we're at with those concerns. You know, when it comes to the noise level, we've covered that, we've taken care of that. It doesn't have to be too loud, but it can be loud enough to help out. When it comes to your child becoming dependent on it, you know, they'll sleep better with it, but they will be able to sleep without it, no worries. So let's just talk a little bit then too about the sound itself. I really recommend a simple white noise setting if you're going to use a sound machine. I don't recommend jungle sounds, too disruptive, too stimulating. I don't recommend nursery rhymes for the same reason, especially for toddlers. They just become very stimulating and actually keep them from falling asleep. I don't recommend even like a heartbeat, which is a common sound on a sound machine for a lot of babies, because again, it's just not a constant steady sound. I recommend a constant steady sound. So white noise is good for that. It just stays the same sound the whole time, nice and steady. Or you could use something like a rain or a babbling brook setting. Again, if it's a setting, the type of rain or babbling brook that just stays the same all the time. It's not thunderstorms. It's not ocean waves. It's just a nice, constant, steady sound. That is what I would use on your sound machine for the actual noise itself. So the other thing I recommend is that you don't use a timer. A lot of sound machines come with a timer and it will shut the white noise off after say 25 minutes or 45 minutes. I recommend that you just run the sound machine, the white noise throughout your baby's whole nap and throughout the whole night. 45 minutes is one sleep cycle for a baby. So it is beyond me why anyone ever decided that 45 minutes would be a good time for a sound machine to turn off because that is exactly the time when your baby is ending one sleep cycle and trying to transition into their next sleep cycle. And they are in a lighter stage of sleep and more susceptible to waking up from things like noises. So we really don't want it shutting off after 45 minutes. 
Also, if your child goes to bed at 7 p.m. and the sound machine shuts off at 7.45 p.m., then at 5 a.m. when the birds are chirping outside of their window, it's not on and it's not working. So that's why we want to keep it running through the whole nap time and through the whole night time. Just turn that timer off if your sound machine comes with a timer. The bottom line is that we tend to expect a lot from our babies. I hear a lot of people tell me, no, your baby shouldn't have to sleep with a sound machine. Babies should become really resilient sleepers. They should be able to sleep if the vacuum is running under their crib or someone is banging around pots and pans outside of their room in the kitchen or someone's watching the television really loudly. They should just be able to sleep through that. But here's the thing. Babies sleep a lot. They need a lot of sleep. So your six-month-old needs three naps during the day, but you need to get things done during the day. You know, you need to do laundry, you need to empty the dishwasher, you need to do a workout and, you know, make some noise, and you don't want to disrupt your baby's naps due to that. We don't generally nap during the day unless we're really lucky and we get a break and get to have a nap, but we don't generally as adults get to nap during the day. So we don't have to worry about trying to fall asleep when all the other people in our household are awake and making noise like babies do. So I say, let's give our babies a break. We're asking them to have three naps a day when there's lots of other stimulating things going on in the house. Let's make it easier for them to do that and not harder by not using the sound machine and having them have to get through all that noise to get to sleep. The other thing is that babies go to bed a lot earlier than us. So it's fine for us to fall asleep without a sound machine in many situations because we go to sleep around 10, 11, maybe 12 for some people. And it's quieter outside. It's quieter inside your home. There aren't children necessarily running around making noise. No one's emptying the dishwasher at 11 o'clock at night or making those kinds of noises. But if your baby goes to bed around 7 p.m., all of those noises are probably still happening. So once again, we need to give our little ones a break. It's tough to fall asleep at 7 p.m. when everyone else in the house is still making noise or when there's still a lot of bustling activity outside of your home on the street or in your neighbor's yard. We're asking a lot of our little ones at that point. So let's make it a little easier on them by drowning out those external sounds with white noise, with a sound machine. That is my thought on that. We do want our babies to be able to put themselves back to sleep if they wake up. That's the whole goal of independent sleep skills. But it's also nice to be able to make it easier for them by creating a sleep conducive environment. And generally that includes creating an environment that is relatively quiet and doesn't have all those big, sharp external sounds disrupting their sleep. So that is the skinny on white noise from my perspective. If you have any questions about it or any questions at all about baby sleep, always feel free to send us an email via the website, go on Instagram and pop a DM over to me and I'm happy to answer those questions about white noise or include any of your questions in upcoming episodes of the podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Sleep well. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.